Hi, I'm Larry Miller, but in a way, aren't we all? And this week on This Week with Larry Miller, you can hear this. And when I took it out of the safety razor and slid it past the little barn doors, I looked at it for a second with the hot water flowing and then thought, I can beat this blade. I can do it again. But better. This blade won't beat me. This Is this male or what? Is this a classic male thing? No. Instead of throwing out a razor blade, you think, no, it's a competition. It's a fight to the finish. I will show this blade who's boss. And I will get an even closer shave, but I will not slice my face to ribbons, as I did last week. And you know what? That's how dumb men can be, and I really did. I, I, I rinsed it off again, and I was thrilled, frankly, at the chance to do it. Tune in at LarryMillerPodcast.com, and you can listen for free through iTunes or the new Adam Carolla app. We'll see you here. You're listening to the Ace Broadcasting Network. Welcome to Life Lessons with Jim Carolla and Ray Oldhofer. Thank you. 
Okay, here we go, folks. Remember, last week I said we we're going to, as you followed our trek, I said I was going to now begin to talk about the mind and its and its thoughts. Um, I'm looking at my own mind and thinking of myself over the years. Um, it would be something like this. The ordinary mind, as I see it in myself, is often bored and restless. You know, you know that feeling where you're just beginning not to know, I should, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I should, like I'm, I'm trying to, just like a, I'm fidgety or something. I'm, I'm looking for something. And this also, this mind, it sits in critical judgment of all that we do. You know that one podcast is where it comments on everything. You should have done it. You, you, or you always do that. Or whatever it is, you're lazy, constant judgment uh, almost all the time. And not the good judgment, like the exactly what you're saying, the beat yourself to a pulp judgment. Yeah, usually has that. Um, uh, it, it, maybe the, it resists being in the present moment. That might be the bar. It doesn't want to be in the present moment. So it does all this other stuff. It runs after the path. I'm sorry, the past and towards the future. That's what it does. It runs after the past um, and, and, um, and towards the future. So it's past or future. It's hard for it to get into right now, this moment. It goes one or the other. That's what I see in my own mind. And, and that this is then as an aperture or telescope from which we view everything. Like a little aperture, that little, well, I don't know exact. Uh, the eyepiece? Yeah, the, something that, you, have you heard that term? The aperture? Yeah, the aperture, yeah. Yeah, I'll try, you would hear that in your world. Um, so through that we see everything. Um, so there's a limitation to it. So for our climb, this is not the mind that we're looking for. This, this, this mind on the climb will be the obstacle. What you're saying, so, you're going you're gonna to be in for a big self-battle. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be the battleground. The, ra- the work, we'll say, between these two uh, aspects of mind. The, d- the deeper or essential mind or ensouled mind knows pure awareness. Now there is a time where you actually can come to a more pure awareness. That takes a while in the, in the, in the work and the practice of our life. But this part of us or this part of mind can touch in a pure awareness and it could rest there. It could rest there. It knows pure awareness. Um, it's non-judgmental. It's more patient. 
there's no question about the meaning of life. Somehow it, it gets on to something deeper and doesn't have us just splash around. It really, that is, that's, that's after some work and some practice. What do you mean you're not running around browbeating people and mm. <laughs> doing your thing? Right. <laughs> Come on. It's half my day. Right. You just fucked up half my day. Right. That's for most of us. Okay, so now to get, let's, let's do a little work ourselves now. Sit comfortable and begin by following your breath. This, start that. Now we're, we're going to look, we're looking into the mind a little more, but let's first find a, uh, a place to look into it for. Allow your breath to in, take in your mind and train your mind, go into your mind. Allow your mind to relax. Allow your breath to kind of get into the mind, get connected to the mind, and allow your mind to relax. Actually feel that you're beginning to relax. When your mind has entered into silence, in other words, the mind is not busy with its stuff, it's now a touch of silence. Take time, first place, to enjoy it, just if it's a matter of seconds. There's an enjoyment when the mind is silent. Rest in it and become acquainted with it. Actually get the feel of it, like being in a new room. You see your you're usually more relaxed, feel a little better. The silence has no form or content. It's not bringing an agenda. It's not bringing an agenda to it. It has no form or content, and yet it supports and nourishes us. That's why it takes time to, to realize that. And all questions of ultimately all questions ultimately vanish without a trace. So something gets empty, it doesn't have even the questions. This doesn't this takes a while and um, you're enjoying the emptiness, you're enjoying the silence. And to allow yourself to be nourished by that silence. Now, become aware of your awareness. Not just the thinking. Become aware this other part of us has an awareness. Remember, pure awareness. Now, we could easily take this awareness for granted. For it's always functioning. It's always with us in some way if we allow it to come up. Who is aware of this silence now? Something is aware of it. Something's aware of the awareness. Now, at some point, that silence will be broken by a thought arising. Right? This is the natural uh, anatomy of the th of thought process. 
somewhere a thought will arise. Study the thought as it arises. Catch it right at the beginning. You're going from silence to a thought. To study the thought as, it, as, you, as you watch yourself, allow yourself to watch the thought. Allow yourself to see kind of this new circumstance of how we go from one to the other. Allow yourself to watch the thought, but do not move internally to the thought. Have nothing inside you that moves it or chases it. It's there. Stay in repose of silence, unmoving. As the thought arises, notice its look and feel. The thought may bring a feeling with it. Notice the contents of the thought. Remember, it's just beginning now. Do not interact with the contents of the thought. Simply notice them. Now, that's the trick. Continue to watch the thought. Remember, it's a newborn thought. As you do, you will see the cycle of thought. You'll see cycles. The cycle of the thought. You'll see it begin. You'll follow it. You'll see the cycle. You'll simultaneously have the thought and study the thought. So you have the thought and you're studying the thought. So you will witness the birth growth and reproduction and death of a thought of a thought in other words it'll be born you'll see it it'll go some direction it might have attract a few children some other kinds of associations may may come in you'll see the birth you'll see it grow and and you can see it die. It'll run a cycle. And you're seeing now a picture of something that could be so important, most of us never even have an idea about that. The birth, here I come, I was silent, remember. That's why in meditation it's a, um, a good place for that. So I'm silent, I'm, I'm, aware, I'm watching, and all of a sudden... I'm thinking about something else. For no reason, the Clippers game comes in my mind. I don't know why. That's not, you know, we don't Because know. they're good this year. Right. <laughs> right. But they, that used to happen when they were terrible. But anyway, something comes, some thought. And you see, now you know it. Now you know it's a thought. The awareness has met the thought. Um... And something is watching it. And you're not chasing it. You know it's there. It's moving along. It might visit a few friends that it knows. It might even go to one of our sponsors. It might go to Amazon. Yeah. Hey, you guys. This is Ray with Life Lessons with Jim Carolla. And this is a plea. Because business is business, and our business isn't doing so well. So please help us out. You got that? And I'm not kidding. Help us out. So go to Life Lessons website, 
and click through the Amazon banner and help us. Come on. Now that's a plea, and it's a good one. Do so. Thanks. Okay. Um, so we're actually, um, remarkably, we're studying this one thought. You are studying the natural history of thoughts that have entered or even will enter into your consciousness. You're seeing the whole history of thoughts. It's, it's amazing when you think about it how um, repetitive they are. Mm. Yeah, yeah, well, podcasters, you, we know, we have like this, we have like a certain routine of them, you know, in our life, and yeah, there's... Depending on where you are, what you're doing, and they fit a mold almost. Right. They fit a script, it's almost like a strategy. And we're getting to see them, almost, we're getting to see our own little history of thought. If we move towards a thought, give it energy to it and let it grow and then it's like a it's like an engine it begins to put trains behind it we gave it energy now there's other trains there's other cars being hooked to it now now we're doing that by our own energy we give energy to it and the, and the train of thoughts has been formed now they're on the track and they're going to be looking for others. And eventually, we're abandoned totally. The train has taken over. To get lost in a thought, even if it's a moment, is to become narcissist. Now, let me see the old Greek legend, the old story. Let's see what Narcissus does. Narcissus does. <clears throat> he walks by, and there's like a lake or some body of water, and he looks in and discovers himself. He sees his image in the lake, and he gets quite taken with it. Um, he makes a big fuss about it and says, look at that, it's like a beautiful, or some, makes some kind of or funny looking, or yeah, he has, in this case, um, his image, he's like gets enthralled with his image, captivated by his image at the poor. This Greek young man. Now, the image at the poor was only a, a reflection of narcissism. It's his reflection. His mistake was not, was not that he admired it, reflection, but he forgot who he was. In other words, he got lost, just the way we get lost in thought. He identified himself completely with the image. And for that, he lost his life. The image was everything. Every time we are lost in the thought, repeat, we repeat the error of that Greek boy. We get lost in it. 
and it takes us down all kinds. We lost the substance of our being, and now the image is running with it. Yeah, it's like you surrendered to the image, and it takes you on its own journey. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's literally like jumping a train. Yeah. And wherever it goes, you go. It's funny you have no say in it, really. <laughs> yeah. If you're not following it with any awareness and you're just going on the train trip. Yeah, you well, got no say. Yeah, it just keeps going. And each station and new people and new things come on and uh, it can build up into quite a thing. For as long as we lose the present moment, we lose our life. Because it's only in the present moment that we really live in touch with something in ourselves. See, podcasters, if that means anything to you. That being lost in thought, totally. Going into kind of a daydream. Making up a story. Now, then to be aware what happens to the thought when you, re when you reframe from interacting with it. In other words, that you don't give in to it and pump energy into it. You don't interact with it. We identify and get lost. Remember, we identify with it and we get we got lost in it. But it, what happens if we reside in our awareness more? If we can get back to the awareness and simply watch a thought as we would watch a, um, uh, another person or something. So the, from the awareness position, which means we have in touch with our body, we have in touch with our breathing, from the awareness position, I watch. In other words, you're not interacting it if you're, if you're able to really watch it. So you can see the importance of that. We're not totally the tool of wherever that train wants to take us. You know, I think I've mentioned this before in there when we did the prison part, but there was a prisoner that had something inside him from when he was early child that he built all kinds of Fanny's about. There was something like, uh, do it. I forget what the other part was, but anyway, a strong thing that said, do it. You got it in you. You just do it. You do. Well, he, he, um, that part took over, and there was a lot of negative part. But to do it wasn't just something positive because he was, you know, kind of in a bad family situation, and. Uh, he finally was in a robbery 
And though he, I think he got forty or fifty dollars from the robbery, but that thing came up to him. He had a gun in his hand, and that thing came up about, "Do it. Kill these witnesses." There happened to be two young people, college age. And even when he tried to answer it, saying, "What? Like, you know, that's m- murder one," and you know, some little conversation with other parts of him occurred. But that part was so strong and that energy got and that grip of that gun that he did it. He killed both of them. Some, you know, it's an extreme example, but um, something in us that gets carried away in that train and goes deeper and deeper and it may be into sexual fantasies and really get into sexuality and totally um, control us where we work out of the sexual center almost for everything. Everything becomes sexual. Got in one of the main centers. And once that's set, it's awfully difficult to let go. And that's why pornography, which we think is a kind of a fun plaything and is much um, uh, hindrance to us in any kind of consciousness as long as it rolls the day. And you can see on television or just general television, not even made for pornography, um, the, where it's porno- at the edges it's pornographical but it's not going into it. In other words, all the stimulating systems in the mind the daydreams taking in and and then broadening it and, and fantasy putting ourselves into that situation um, uh, makes pornography something as I said considered nothing you know to most of people in the world um, in the youth um, and and get so it's a prison they can't get out of anymore. Those are some mighty big trains you're talking about there. Yeah, and they're bit. dominant, like in societal dominance. Yeah, and they're not even really recognized as that. Yeah, the real power of them is not; they're not given the right uh, name for them. They're given just something that's fun, and um, but they be- they eventually, like smoking and other things, begin. They eventually take us over. Now, once they've done that, it really becomes difficult to to break that addiction and begin to call it for what it is, not just some fun with the boys and we all can laugh and it's an addiction. And if you ever saw it that way, then you would know you would have to actually get some help with it. I mean, the addiction pornography groups are growing bigger and bigger. People are realizing it, that they lost their life to it. They can't stop thinking about it. They can't stop imagining. They try to bring that in and give it to their sexual partner. In other words, put them in it, in their mind, make their own wife or um, make that the sexual thing. And... And so, like, it's a redoing of the pornography, and the person you're doing with is an object that's feeding you. 
Hmm. That doesn't sound like relationship. That's right. It's not really relationship. And then... Speaking of relationship, we have one with our new sponsor. All right. Have you ever wanted to send anybody a personalized gift, like a mug with your face on it? Something along those lines? Or initialed with their initials, maybe? You know what you got to do? Check out personalcreations.com. They're the experts in personalizing and have tons of great gift ideas for friends and family of all ages. They have tons of incredible products for home decor, keepsakes, jewelry, apparel. Everything can be personalized. Everything and anything. You can put your mug, their mug, whoever's mug you want on it. Plus, personalcreations.com is giving our listeners 20% off the entire order. Hurry, this amazing offer won't last too long. So get on it. Plus, personalcreations.com is giving 20% off to our listeners. And we're grateful, and you should be too. So hurry up. This is an amazing offer, and it's not going to last long. Here's how you get 20% off your entire order. Go to personalcreations.com. That's personalcreations.com. Click on the star and type in LESSON. Don't wait. Order now, man. Help us out. Thanks. Could your own personal romance score be a bit higher? It's never too late to improve your romance rating. Send your Valentine a giant, freshly dipped strawberries from Sherry's Berries starting at $19.99. That's over 40% savings. Go to berries.com, click on the mic, and type in lesson. Did you know you can order now and ship on Valentine's Day? Get your shopping done now. Pick your delivery date up for later and be done with it. Plus, radio listeners, you can double the berries for just 10 bucks. Save up to 40% right now. To access this special 1999 Sherry's Berries offer, call 1-866-FRUIT-02, or even better, visit berries.com. That's B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. Click on the microphone in the top right corner and type in LESSON. You got to see these enormous berries for yourself. And I have at Adam's house. And believe me, worth it. Hey, and we really appreciate it. And thank you. Okay. So this week, we got into some important things about mind and thought. Um, we were able to give a little map about the archaeology of the mind, um, the importance of meeting. In thought, is is meeting the first inkling of thought. In other words, early. If you let that baby go down the track too far, and adding all those cars to it, then it's going to make it much more difficult to do anything with it. The thought process itself is fidgety. It, it tends to fly all over the place. Um, it's restless, it's bored, and it's, and it's searching, and whatever it finds, it's usually not enough. Because the appetite of it gets bigger and bigger as we get into the daydream world. The daydream world becomes bigger than our real being. So podcasters, if any of that ever speaks to you, um, join us in our continuing to look at it 
and the work of if you want to work on it yourself. So remember, you you be start with some silence, and you bring on an awareness, a looking, a watching, and you begin to maybe feel a little calmness. Maybe the thought process of that settles, uh, stops or decreases, and you feel it. And eventually, when some silence comes, you see the birth of a thought. You're you're actually witnessing a birth. And then you're seeing where it's going. And that awareness is looking at it now. It knows that if it begins to really interact with it, get a relationship with it, it's going to add more cars to it, or even fight it. It's more to do with, inwardly I'm going to find something in myself more stable to not totally become where the train is taking me. So a connection with my real, something that I can feel in myself. And tools for that, we always mention, are the mindfulness part particularly breathing, immediately become aware of your breathing. Even right now for a moment. Just feel that air going into the nostrils, coming out. We need to catch the train before it gets into all kinds of daydreaming and fantasies. And try to uh, let the awareness grow stronger. Okay, folks, so we're winding up our, 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 um, our uh, podcast on the mind and its thoughts. So now tell us, if, tell us, why, oh, what's, uh, um, Gary will give us the... You can the, email us at LLW, I'm sorry, you can email us at jimcarolla at adamcarolla.com. You can Twitter us at LLWJC. Or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash LLWJC. Okay, so if this, if this material is having any interest for you. Which it should. Yeah. Um, and you want to become a, be, join us at that foot of the mountain. And um, begin to think of your life in that way. And particularly thought, that's really a big one. So we're going to work more on that now. We just introduced it today. Uh, we're going to get back to it next week and continue. In the meantime, for yourself, you could be work with your breath, um, posture, um, while driving safely. You can be aware of your breath um, and keep alert on the road. But have that sense of the breath and f- also to find what kind of ways can bring me back to the breath. A couple that I use is um, when I'm driving, if, I, if I'm kind of in a daydream, I stop at light or stop at a light or something. I let that light be a way of saying, get back to breathing. Sometimes getting into the car, stop for a moment. Have that as a reminder. We've got to have reminders because we can't hold on to it. Maybe sitting down at a meal 
phone is one I have used. The ringing of the phone and getting on the phone. That could be a reminder. Okay, so we got some of the tools to work with it a little bit. We're going to continue on and, um, and work on a very interesting topic as we head up the mountain, the mind and its thoughts. Okay, podcasters, see you next week. Bye. Reach the show on Twitter at LLWJC or email us at Jim Carolla at AdamCarolla.com.
Broadcasting Network.